Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, it's David Averin with the Customer Experience Advantage podcast. You know, as we've talked about often on this podcast, the customer experience is different than customer service, both important, but how people experience doing business with you and how they feel about doing business with us is often a direct reflection of how we made them feel. Were they frustrated? Were they inconvenienced? Or did they feel appreciated? Well, my guest today is going to talk about being intentional and strategic in how you and your team show up for your customers. Hang tight for a fascinating conversation with the multi-talented Vanessa Raymond, it's the Customer Experience Advantage podcast with David Averin, back in 20 seconds. You're listening to the Customer Experience Advantage podcast with David Averin, featuring candid conversations with some of the most influential leaders in business today. Sit back and listen in, or feel free to watch the video version online. This is the Customer Experience Advantage podcast, and here's David Averin. Thanks and welcome to the podcast. Always appreciate everybody who listens in or those who want to watch the video version of this. You can just go to my website at davidaverin.com or go to my YouTube channel. All the past episodes are there as well. Excited to talk to Vanessa Raymond. Um, full disclosure, a great old friend. Um, her and her husband, uh, Bobby, and, have been, and I have been friends for, uh, for a very long time. Really, really impressed with their business. But she has really a unique path herself. Um, I think it's an important topic today because we hear a lot about people's interactions and frustrations, and sometimes it was the process, and sometimes it was, you know, being pushed to use a QR code when a person is standing right in front of you and they don't allow you to actually talk to a person. But uh, more and more, it, it's also the perception they got. How busy was that person? How um, how much did they feel like they got somebody's undivided attention? Well, Vanessa is a pro at all of that. First of all, a, a crazy, great, phenomenal background in music and business and entertainment. Um, Vanessa, welcome to the show. Thank you, David. Thanks for having me. Um, tell us, tell everybody, I, I'm familiar with your background, but, but what you do and how you do it is a direct result of all those things that you've been through and the, the what you have the right to talk about and show some expertise as you guide others as well. Take everybody back to, to your early childhood and, and growing up in South Africa. Well, thank you, David. Yes, I born and raised in very small industrial town uh, in South Africa, about 80 kilometers south of Johannesburg, if anyone has an idea of where that might be. Um, I grew up in a wonderful family. I always said I was, uh, I was so blessed because beautiful family, close family, mom and dad, both uh, working parents. My mom was an entrepreneur. She ran her own business. My dad was a science and math uh, teacher, an electronic electric engineer and a pilot. And so uh, very colorful. However, my family was always very musical too. All my, my parents and grandparents played instruments and my dad and his brother had a band. So growing up, 
I grew up with a lot of music and I started dancing when I was three years old and it very quickly became my passion, ballet, modern jazz, whatever. Anyway, so fast forward, uh, time to go to college. I really, really, my biggest dream in life was to be a performer. I wanted to be on stage. I wanted to perform, but in South Africa, a uh, future as a performer. Is not a lot of opportunities. No, not really. So of course, you know, whenever people ask me, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I said, I wanted to be a performer. They were like, no, no, no. What do you really want to do? Right. right. What do you want to do to make money? Anyway, my dreams did come true. I did end up going to college, became a musical theater major, performed in uh, South Africa for uh, quite a few years on various stages. But my dream was always, you know, for any performer, it's Broadway, West End, where can we go bigger and better? I always had a lot of interests too. So I also got qualified as a massage therapist and a a beautician at the time, uh, esthetician as well. And I ran my own beauty business part-time while I was performing full-time, if you want to, I guess I had two well, but, but you, And you get a lot of people who, who sort of have their vocation and their avocation, the things that they love to do, but they still have to eat. Right, in, in the meantime. right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so you find ways to do that. I always had multiple passions though. So beauty business was always one of those. Uh, however, I my dream was to leave the country and do bigger things. And I was very, very lucky to got the op- I got the opportunity to do a cruise ship contract, which was really my ticket out of the country, because at the time it was really difficult to, to get any type of visa or any type of way to come to the United States. I had sure. sent showreels and whatever else, but um, I had to come and show up for auditions, etc. Fast forward, uh, my cruise ship gig brought me to the United States. We uh, we rehearsed in Las Vegas. And that is how I set my feet onto American soil. I continued to perform for another nine years. But while I was doing that, I was always kind of entrepreneurial. I created some uh, info products that I was selling online. And everything came back to uh, confidence, confidence for women, confidence sure. for for entrepreneurs now. And um, but, you know, what really brought that together for me, Dave, is all the years and years in the dance studio, learning the discipline of showing up, being there, going from audition to audition. When you get the no, you get up, you go again. When you get the no, you get up, you go again. And time after time, no matter how down you feel because of all the no's, you know that every time you have to show up as your very best self to get that yes. And the yeses did come. I had a very successful uh, career in the performance industry. And at the same time, also, I went on to open my own fitness business, which as a dancer, I became a Pilates and a yoga instructor, as well as a personal trainer. So there were all these little chapters and working with clients in the Pilates studio was a whole nother learning experience, really learning how people operate, learning what 
we as human beings have to do to really grow and build ourselves it's not just mental emotional it's physical as well the two work so well together you have to integrate the positive thinking the mindset with the body we have i, I think there's there's such a great yeah there's such a great um connection and analogy when you talked about the auditions and showing up again and again and again but recognizing that it's not just going through the motions to win that part, uh, which of course you equate to sales to win that sale. Um, right. it, it's, it's showing up better each time, isn't it? It's recognizing exactly. what didn't work the time before and, and, and giving your best pitch, your best audition, your best performance right. um, in, in a really competitive and crowded marketplace. Right, exactly. And that's how I apply that to entrepreneurship now and, and to businesses and to any type of interview process that you are going to go through. And when it comes to recruiting uh, people or, or going for an interview, we have to take the notes. So in the performance industry, we get notes, right? After each performance, after sure. each show, it doesn't mean that when you're in the show and the show is running, there's always the note session after the performance. The director comes backstage and he gives you notes and you have to take your notes. If you don't apply those notes, uh, you get fined or you get fired. Right, but, somebody know, takes so, your place. Right, somebody else is there to take your spot. And therefore, as an entrepreneur now, I learned so many valuable lessons from really learning to take constructive criticism and implement it right away because it's noticed and and you will see in your results how it's noticed every day well the reality is not, very few decisions are made in a vacuum right they're not deciding whether to choose you they have a slate of options and you're one of them so as we look at delivering on the business side we look at our audience here at the customer experience advantage podcast and a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, a lot of small, medium-sized businesses as well. And in almost every case, there are a number of competitors. And so wow. tell me about the work that you do with businesses to help them, not just leadership, of course, it's got to translate to the front lines of helping them to recognize in the midst of a very busy day and in a challenging work environment and supply chain and labor um, about showing up. And how do we keep that mindset, recognizing that our customers and our clients have choices yes david this is my favorite subject matter it is really about awareness and assertiveness we need to be really aware of what it is and when i it's communication 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 right how are we making that customer feel we tend to wonder what is it that the, what is it that the customer is thinking of us but you need to flip that around because if you you need to flip that around and go, okay, how is it that I make my customer feel? What is it? What is their perception? Because we think we are projecting one image, but the customer might perceive it completely differently. Right. So we really need to put ourselves in the shoes of the customer. We really need to be very intentional with how we communicate. Now, if we're talking about the front lines, we're talking about customer service, we're talking about um, the people that work with the people, right? And that is 
where I get really excited because if you really become aware as a human being, how you are interacting with others and what effect it has on others, you have the ability to make the tweaks you need to make as you go along. I talk with my solopreneurs, my entrepreneurs, and um, even my employees and employers about posture and body language a lot. The power of nonverbal communication is so underestimated. What people don't realize, I always talk about the 7-Eleven rule. Have you heard of the 7-Eleven No, tell, tell us about that. <laughs> it's not a slushy at midnight, you guys. <laughs> no, don't discount the, uh, the, the quality of slushies at midnight. Right. Don't discount that. <laughs> no, the 7-Eleven rule says that within the first seven seconds of someone stepping into your presence or communicating with you, they have already made 11 decisions about you. Now, this can go for your business and this can go for, and online, sadly, it's quicker. This right. is in person. Absolutely. So in person, you have that seven second period where it's a subconscious decisions that other human beings make about you. Online, it's a lot quicker. It's about three seconds. People look at that post or they look at that ad or whatever it is you have out there. And there's a split decision going on subconsciously whether this is resonating with them or not, or whether this is a leaving a great first impression or not. And the thing about first impressions is should you create um, less than uh, desired first impression, it takes about eight subsequent interactions to change their mind. Right. And it takes a half a second for them to go choose somebody else. Right. There's so much to choose from. There, there's something you said. Let me let me pause for a second because I want to go back to something you said that I thought was very profound. Sure. When you said at the beginning that we know how we want them to think about us or how, or we, how they think about us. But you said when you flip that over. And my question for you is how we think about them, don't you think that impacts how we behave? Oh, I mean, yeah. there's only so much you can fake it, but I can, we can talk about the importance of, of, of loving your customers or clients, but, but it's hard to do, but, but it's really hard to mask disdain. It's really hard to mask boredom or Ugh, I hate this, this company, or I hate this, these clients, or I hate my life, right? Um, how we think about them really impacts how we behave towards them, doesn't it? Oh, yes, it does. However, I always say, of course, there's a time and a place for everything. And there's certain ways to conduct yourself and others. We have to, and <laughs> this brings me back to another topic that I'm very, a little controversial about, I would say, especially in the health and wellness realm as well. But jump you know, in. you hear people say they talk about authenticity so much. Right. We need to be authentic. Now, for me, authenticity is a given. It's not something you need to try and do. You right. are you. You're going to be authentic no matter what. But we're all three-dimensional, and there's different sides to us as human beings, to our businesses, to the way we present ourselves. And there's a lot to be said for simple etiquette, there are rules to how you conduct business. And 
being authentic does not mean that you don't uh, apply those rules. Right. The, the etiquette and the uh, cordial interactions is something that's expected of us in a professional environment. And we need to conduct ourselves that way. It doesn't mean that we're not being authentic. Right. Well, yes. let, let, let's say it again a little more clearly. Yes. Because you're having a bad day is not an excuse to be authentic and make sure everybody knows you're having a bad day. Right. Right. Being right. authentic means being ourselves, but it also means in business being our best selves. I see so much of young people today, and I love your thoughts on this, of this, you know, well, I'm frustrated and I'm having a bad day, right? And you're not, you're not authenticating me. You're not validating me because, you know, like, you know, for our kids or anything else, like, dude, seriously, yeah, everybody does, but there are, there's a time and a place. There's when, a time and a place. When you're exactly. on the clock and you're getting paid, you, you show up with your, your best authentic self. Yes, Doesn't you mean do. we share everything, does it? <laughs> Yes, you do. And just making that analogy back to the stage again, my biggest fear was my back, my um, understudy stepping in for me, because right. what if my understudy is better than I am and I lose my job, right? Yeah. So you show up, I, I used to get on stage and, you know, I, mean, I know that's another controversial thing now with COVID and everything else that went around, but I had to be near dead not to show up for my performance. I was on right. stage no matter what, uh, because that is my spot. That is my spot on stage. I don't want anyone else. There's pride there. And I think that is what it comes back to. We need to have pride in what we do, how we represent ourselves and how we represent our businesses. And yes, being authentic, we, we need to be authentic, but that is a given. We are who we are. It's harder to be unauthentic than it is to be authentic. It's a right. lot more work yeah. to try and be something that you're not. So when it comes to uh, being validated or feeling, by showing up as the best version, being your best self and being professional, you will get the validation. The validation will come. It'll be a repercussion of you showing up in that way. And this is why I get so passionate too about teaching this because you are the initiator and the instigator of what you get back. Right. Agreed. Well, all right. Then let me play the voice of the, the customer or the, uh, the business or the naysayer or devil's advocate. Okay. <laughs> You're I, here I am. Here. here I am. Small business owner. I've got three locations and, and 16 millennials working for me and saying, yeah, Vanessa, that sounds all well and good. How do we get these kids to give a damn? How do we get them to show up and be their authentic self and be of service to others when so often they're more worried about what TikTok they're about to post? And I don't mean to be dismissive. I'm saying I hear this time and time again that we can understand this, right? You and I have been in business for a long time. We've been performers, right? We have to show up because we're both, we both speak as well and we're on stage. Right. Um, and I had a musical past as well. And I'm older than you, but in our later years, we get that better. How do you help business leaders help their employees, their staff, their frontline workers understand what we have come to understand? 
you are right. The, this, the landscape is very different now, right? We're looking at this generation that has, uh, that's used to instant gratification and that wants to see results right away. I think for a lot of businesses, it comes back to, and, and you see this when you look at Starbucks and you look at- um, Sure, there are companies that do this well. But I think uh, in the end, it comes back to having some kind of a reward system, especially for this generation, I sure. feel, because they respond to that. They're used to reward systems. We get stars at the coffee shop when we buy coffee. We get rewards at the grocery store when we buy rewards. So that's one way, but also getting them to see when they change their conduct and the way they communicate and the way they share, getting them to understand that they can feel the gratification from the pride when they conduct themselves in that way. Um, you Listen, I, I agree fully. And, and here's the part that, that here's what it makes me think is it's the old, what was that old story about the warm fuzzies and the cold pricklies and the old fable that like we probably heard 30 years ago. We give somebody a warm fuzzy and we get a warm fuzzy back. And it's not about being touchy feely. It's that it literally makes their day go better. I've right. tried to model that for my kids who are no longer kids, is that when we treat somebody with respect, when we show appreciation, when we reach out and have a conversation with somebody who nobody else would have had a conversation with, it comes back to you tenfold. And if you think your job is boring, try being really kind and helpful and of service to those who you work with and work for and who you serve. And you'll find that clock moves pretty darn fast because exactly. you're, having a bit, you're having a better day. Exactly. And that's in everyday interactions too. I always tell the story um, of going to Walmart and there's this little old man. He's always at the self-checkout line, right? Right. <laughs> always there looking around. And the one day I went in there and I made a mistake. I double charged myself with something and I, I flagged him down with a big smile and he came over, he waddled over and he he fixed it for me and I looked at him in the eyes and I said, thank you so much for helping me, sir. And he had a like a frown on his face and he grabbed me by the shoulders and he said, thank you so much for being so sweet yeah. People can be so mean. And I just recognized how, well, I, I did something good, but how that made me feel. And when we start being more aware of those interactions and knowing that you can make the difference for someone else and at the same time doing that gives that gratification of wow I did something good um it's reward in itself and it's energizing and like you say it gets your day to go better right it's it, that that posture and the posture with all the different meanings of posture right but how we show up um I, I tell a story sometimes on stage when i'm speaking about um, my oldest daughter who is now 28 very successful producing out in west hollywood and but when she was a little girl she was my oldest and her mom used to put her in little berets a little to fix her hair which now she just laughs and she says dad how could you let me wear that but she was the cutest most confident little girl so when we'd walk through the mall she'd walk 10 feet in front of us and she'd say hi to everybody hi hi and they would look surprised for a second they go oh well well hi logo and all she saw was smiles like her whole life she thought 
the world was friendly and it changed who she was. She was literally the golden retriever of children. And it, it molded her because the world that she saw was the reflection of what she put out there, which was bold and friendly and precocious. Um, she wasn't the kid who threw fits. That was, you know, that's where, where, you know, God lures us in with a first kid and then punish, punishes us with the second one. Every, right when you think you have it figured out. No, but I, but I think there's a real connection. And for me, it was later years where I really looked and realized the lesson that I got from her is that when she put out that positive, when she looked forward to meeting people and she smiled at people, um, this isn't crazy pop psychology. This is, is, is real human dynamics. But she grew up thinking the world was kind and it has served her in such a phenomenal way. I love that story, David, because that is precisely exactly my point. And honestly, I have to be honest, I was that kid too. Literally, um, I thought everybody in the world was just great and good and, and fabulous and sweet and kind and nice. And you do, you, and of course, you know, you do have to come down to earth at some point and go, okay. Well, there's uh, work to be done, right? I mean, let's, yes, let's, let's, let's be clear and not everything is, is a glamorous job. No, no, absolutely not. But uh, that is my point. My point is quite often we forget that if we intentionally put something out there, it will come back to us tenfold. The way we conduct ourselves, the way we communicate with people, the way we speak to others, a little respect and a smile goes a long way. Friendliness goes a long way. You can choose to become defensive. You can choose to argue back or you can choose to be kind and resolve an issue in a kind, professional manner. You have the choice. The choice is yours. Yeah. And it's and I think as we create experiences for our customers, being of service and having a mindset and cultivating an internal culture that celebrates that, that's one of those things where those who aren't the grumpy people tend to stand out. Right. Yeah. And then, then they self-remove because they just don't fit in. And there's enough organizations we can name names of those where they have that culture and they know where the bar is. Um, I want to make a quick shift for a second, because yeah. there's another business that you're involved in with your husband, Robert. I know him as Bobby, um, that that you guys have built this phenomenal community. You're an executive leader with Achieve Systems. And tell us about what that business is, because I think what you guys have, have done a phenomenal job of creating community for small business owners in that health and wellness and, and counseling and service kinds of businesses. Tell us about that. We are so proud of our community. Uh, we have a beautiful, beautiful group of people, all entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, uh, what Achieve System does, and this is what's so cool about it. A lot of people ask me, is this a networking group? I'm like, no, it's not a networking group, but you throw a bunch of entrepreneurs together, what's going to happen? Right. They're going to network. So it's Achieve Systems is really a support system. Robert, many, many years ago, recognized, and, and Dave, we really work with most entrepreneurs and solopreneurs now, we have focused on the health and wellness industry for years and years and years. But we have also noticed that there's so many out there that need the same kind of help. But years ago, when Robert started this, he really recognized 
because he was also a musician and he was in the fitness industry, but he's also a really, really smart businessman. And he recognized that, especially in the health and wellness industry, the coaching industries, the service industries, a lot of people exchange time for money and they struggle to keep the doors open. So he started by creating resources and educating entrepreneurs on how to incorporate multiple revenue streams into their businesses and use that to help their businesses grow and not work so much in their businesses, but more on their businesses yep. and therefore being able to create wealth. And so we have resources, we have revenue streams, we have systems in place to help entrepreneurs and solopreneurs grow their businesses. We have vendors, we have live events, and we love bringing community together because we recognize the power of collaborations, partnerships, referrals. And so we really, really promote a culture of community and um, collaboration. Yeah, I, I think you guys have built a phenomenal community. You know, the community, there's, there's more than 40 million small business owners. And I think what often what time, what they really lack, um, in addition to sort of community and camaraderie, which is, which is always important, but you know, they only know what they know and they're not generally in offices with lots of other people who do what they do. And it, it's a lonely business, but I think that the biggest challenge is growth on a personal, I mean, on a business level, knowledge, Others who do it, I, one of the analogies I like to use is saying, you know, we all have this, this, this 24 inch cube around our head and everything we know and everything we've done and learned and lost and is, is in that cube. And everything we don't know is outside of that cube. Right. And so you have created this, this phenomenal community of business owners who share wisdom um, that otherwise we wouldn't get. I mean, I'm, I'm heading out at the end of this week when we're recording this for the annual convention for the National Speakers Association. And it's this really interesting industry because sometimes I'll have, I'll have audiences in the thousands, but 99% of my time, I'm by myself, whether it's, it's in my office. I mean, I have a team, but I'm on the road. I'm eating that, that cold chicken dinner by myself or in the hotel room. I'm not complaining, but I travel, I do all of this. And so just being immersed in an environment with other brilliant um, entrepreneurs and solopreneurs grows everybody's knowledge. Absolutely, David. And listen, in this virtual world, there is still so much to be said for that human connection. Being in a room full of positive energy, feeling people, being able to have real conversations with Amen. real people. And we totally advocate for that yes we have the odd virtual event but we are really about live events and our communities all around the country we have systems in place for them to have their own events because as you say as entrepreneurs solopreneurs or even business owners life can be very very lonely up top there or in your in your own business you feel like right. you're doing everything and you have no support and within our community also, we really cultivate a culture of no competition. We want everyone to understand, hey, look, we all are working to be our very best at what we do, but we all have our own way of doing it. And there's enough customers for everybody. And yeah, something are. I wanted to mention earlier, too, when we were talking about that is, um, you know, it's also okay if someone isn't your ideal customer. You don't have to coerce someone into being your ideal customer if they are not, because your customers are out there 
And the ones that resonate with you and what you do and need what you do, they will be attracted to you if you're showing up. Right. Well, and having a sounding board for the ideas that you have, right? I'm, I'm notorious for thinking every idea I have is the cure for cancer that tastes like chocolate. And so having others is a good sounding board. My wife is the best, but my team here in the office as well is good at being that mirror for those things. And so for, for a lot of these solopreneurs who are doing really important work in the world, um, just having, being able to have that conversation that two plus two equals 10 um, is really important. And so uh, really quickly, if people want to understand more about Achieve Systems, how do they how do they look that up? What's the website for that? They can go to AchieveSystemsPro.com. Okay, Achieve and Systems, plural, right? Achieve Systems Pro.com. Pro. Got it. .com. And right there, uh, there's a page there. It says, why become a member? You can go look at that. There's some some short videos you can watch. There's some packets there, catalogs you can download and look at for everything that we offer, all the resources. Yeah. And there's good sub-communities for different um, focuses and, and, uh, and professions and expertise as well. And it's ridiculously inexpensive. And that, right. that's, just, that's just me, just because I'm familiar with what it is you do. Um, for you, for the work that you do and your coaching, um, your speaking and working with organizations and professionals, how do they get in touch with you? I am at victoryinbiz.com, B-I-Z, victoryinbiz.com. There you can pretty much access everything that I do and have. If you'd like to uh, sh book a, a free strategy call, which I'd love to offer your listeners today, you can go to the website dash strategy call. It's right there on the website, victoryinbiz.com. Victoryinbiz.com slash strategy call strategy call okay and we'll put that in the show notes as well what a delight thank I mean, you we, david we talk also but doing it uh for other people to listen in is a great thing i'm a huge fan i just think you you have a uh, i think sometimes the best coaches and the best um perspective and feedback come from people who have a rich history um, there, there's too many young people. Uh, I heard a line, someone says that, you know, we're in organizations where people have written more books than they've read. Um, and so I, I think those of us who, who've had a rich history, and I love your history, and you've been through so many aspects of it, I think your counsel is strong, it's wise, it's, it's comes from a place of love. And I know I sound like I'm just fawning over you, but I'm just such a big fan I appreciate of, of, of you and Robert both. Thanks for being with us here today. Um, hang on, because you and I will talk on the other side. Um, just a reminder for everybody as I grab this on the side, you can pick up a copy of my new book, The Morning Huddle, Powerful Customer Experience Conversations to Wake You Up and Shake You Up and Win More Business. Be sure to uh, click to like this podcast, leave a comment. That's really important as well. Even if it's just a couple of words, just saying how delightful Vanessa was because she was. Um, reiterate a point that you heard. And of course, you can look up all my past episodes as well. We are on all of the podcast platforms for audio and the video on my website and on YouTube as well. You can learn more about my keynote speaking and my consulting at davidaverin.com. Thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in, Customer Experience Advantage Podcast. Leave a comment, subscribe. Be sure to subscribe. Big thanks to Vanessa Raymond. I'm David Abring. Be good. This has been the Customer Experience Advantage Podcast with David Avrin. Feel free to leave a comment and be sure to hit the thumbs up button. You can listen to past episodes and be notified of future ones by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. 
David's popular marketing and customer experience books are available in print, as well as Kindle and audiobook, and published in multiple languages around the world. You can stay connected and learn more at davidaverin.com. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.